mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to Hewitt Home. Once again, we're on the beautiful grounds of St. Norbert Arts Centre, and we are talking about MB Food Fest, or Manitoba Food Fest, and they are featuring 60 vendors. So coming up, I get to sit down with four unique local business people that have amazing products and great stories to share. So let's continue on our journey with MB Food Fest. Well, thank you, everybody, for coming here. It's an honor and a pleasure to meet some of Winnipeg's hottest entrepreneurs. I can do that, right? I can say that. <laughs> so we're going to do a roundtable. So, Justin, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your company. For sure. I'm Justin Legacy, founder of Tomahawk Barbecue. I started catering pre-COVID, and the COVID shutdown actually pretty much put my catering to a halt. Uh, to keep the business going, I decided to start my own seasonings, which I had been making prior to. Uh, so I figured out how to get them to be bottled, labeled, and mass-produced, and I've been selling them ever since. So I've been at it for just over two years now. Wow. Okay. Sydney. Yeah, and so um, I started the polar shop with my mom, Jennifer Lukacs, um, in April of last year. We saw it on TikTok, and then we thought, well, we should give it a try and we bought a freeze dryer and then um, two weeks later we started our first show and then we've been doing shows ever since. So, Well, we'll get more into everybody's product, but okay, and Leslie. Hi, I'm Leslie Stepler, co-founder of Prairie Cricket Farms. We farm crickets and turn them into food products. Yum! <laughs> and Alfred. Yes, I, I'm the owner of Tomahawk Chips or under Native Canadian Chip Corporation. I do potato chips and coffee uh, on an international scale. And then we have other products coming on the line as popcorn, cheesies, and stuff like that, and jerky, etc. Oh, sounds yummy. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, both Justin and Alfred did not bring their products, but we do have wonderful photos that you'll see throughout this interview. But first of all, I wanted to just go around and um, you know, give us a little bit of a background on starting up your company. What was it like? Uh, for me, it was definitely different. Uh, I come from a cooking background. I've been cooking commercially since I was 14 years old. Um, so when the COVID shutdown happened and I couldn't cook anymore, a friend of mine out in Ottawa actually challenged me to get my rubs into a bottle and start selling them. And, you know, my response was, well, I, I don't know the first thing about it. I wouldn't know how to even start. And he was like, well, figure it out. So I took that as a challenge and I went for it. Wow. So I started market researching and figuring out uh, what were the steps behind it. Uh, I ended up finding myself a co-packer out in Calgary who has been very helpful with this whole process. And, uh, yeah, I've been at it for two years now. We are in 37 
retailers across Canada. And yeah, that's about it. And you haven't gone on Dragon's Den yet? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, for yourself, Sydney, you're a busy mom and you still had time to do this. What, what was it about this candy and freeze-drying it that got you into it? Yeah, so we had originally seen it online, um, and I started with my mom, but also my two other sisters. And so we um, just decided that we would all go in equally and see and take the risk. And if it turned out, it did. And if it didn't, at least we did something together. And then um, after our first show, we had sold out of our product, and we just thought, okay, this could actually be a company, right? <laughs> so then we, yeah, continued all throughout the year. And then as it picked up, um, then my two sisters got busier with their full-time jobs. So now my mom and I are doing it together. But, okay, so yeah. quickly, what is the process? So we take um, pre-made candy. So these are, um, well, this is Chapman's ice cream, and we scoop it, and then we freeze it for 24 hours. And then after it's been frozen, we put it into our freeze dryer for another 24 hours. So the freeze dryer um, takes the product and it freezes it to a really cold temperature. And then it heats it up and it uh, vacuum pumps all the moisture out. Yeah. And so how long can it last? So uh, these are good for 25 years. Ooh. So it's a good like preservation technique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a great segue. Leslie, do crickets last for 25 years? They probably could. They might lose some flavor. <laughs> All right. So how did crickets come into your life? Well, it definitely wasn't my idea in the beginning. I thought it was weird. Um, I didn't really want to even be a part of it, but I was studying nutrition at the time. And so when we got the nutrition facts back, I thought they are basically a superfood. And I was like, well, why aren't we eating them? And people eat crickets all over the world. It's just kind of weird here. So, uh, And the process then? People are curious. Yeah, so we do everything from um, the, in the cricket barn. They breed and lay eggs, and then they're grown and raised there. Um, and then to kill them, we freeze them because um, their body just shuts down naturally. And then they are boiled and dehydrated. And then they're either ground into a powder for cricket powder mm -hmm. or left whole and then seasoned um, with flavors. And you said that they are delicious. They are. We should try them. <laughs> okay. All right. But first of all, we've got to hear from Alfred. Mm -hmm. Chips and coffee. Yes. Mm -hmm. How did you do it? Uh, I used to uh, always invent product for different companies. I would be invited into their uh, uh, facilities, and I'd take a look at their facilities and create a product for them from concept to consumer. And then I did uh, cola on, the, on, on my own. Uh, with a partner, yeah, it was two of us, and uh, we sold a cola worldwide. And then I parted ways, and then and then went into potato chips, which is a lot of product because a uh, majority of my workforce are, are women, and drinks are heavy, uh, and they boiled in the summertime, and they freeze in the winter time, etc. But chips are light, you know, and, and uh, anyone can handle them, a little bulky. And then the coffee, that's the same thing, is yeah. not as heavy as the uh, drinks. So it, it's just a matter of what, what people want, and the artwork on the bags uh, reflect, you know, our uh, culture, but it also provides a medium for our artists, because mm -hmm. most artists don't have uh, money to market their product or do advertising and stuff like that. So that's what the bag does. Um, I started in 2015 with Tomahawk chips here, and then we're in Canada, U.S., and I, was, I shipped to China, 
um, Taiwan, and then other locations that, that are coming into place now is Iraq and the Middle East, the UK, uh, and, and Central America and Mexico. So it's a matter of trying to, you know, uh, work and find and create jobs for young people. I'm, I'm, the, old, I'm the old guy here. And I'm very happy to see the young people here. That's that's who we need. You know, we don't we don't get help from from anyone like any any government, whether it's our own First Nations or government or, or municipal or federal. We're we're on our own. You know. an entrepreneur? Why be a self-owner and everything like that? Uh, for me, it was just the way that we grew up. My grandpa was an entrepreneur, my dad was an entrepreneur, and from a very young age I knew that I wanted to own my own business. So that's what I strived for since I was very young. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Sydney, I mean, this has an attraction obviously to kids and everything alike. But again, it's a lot of hard work. How do you balance work and family? Um, yeah, I, I just find it works better for my schedule than working um, for someone else and having the ability to set my own schedule, my own hours. Mm -hmm. um, and then I feel a lot of satisfaction that I'm modeling for my daughters that they could go and you know, make their own business and make their own money too, right? So. Well, that's nice. so important. Yeah. Yes, uh, as soon as Barbie movie came out, I think we can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but Leslie, too, you've got another career as a wellness and nutritionist. I guess, does it play well now with Cricket Farms? It does, yeah. So I'm often like recommending more protein for clients and just um, paying attention to what they're putting into their body because that affects their mind. Um, and so th I just feel like this is a another healthy snack, um, a way to get in protein and lots of other nutrients too, like it's very high in B12 and zinc and manganese, so. Yeah. All these healthy things. Yeah. And we did not know those annoying crickets are actually good for us. <laughs> okay, so you're all part of the Manageable Food Fest, uh, and it's a celebration and everybody, you know, gets together and it's great. Alfred, you sound like a very worldly man now, and you want to pass on all of your knowledge. How important is it to have local business anymore, especially with having the internet and being online? Well, well, business uh, is is global now, and and uh, because of COVID, people are starting to come. Uh, manufacturers starting to come back to North America because uh, our dependency on uh, foreign product, foreign, you know, m ingredients like your your spices and your bags and all that. Um, so it's creating more jobs for us, but our products are, are required worldwide. And uh, transportation is the, the biggest cost to me because uh, it has to travel by ship, by plane, and of course by truck. And it has to be, you know, has to be warehoused and stuff like that. It's a huge expense. and. And that goes for all other products. Like if you're taking any of these products across the country or overseas, the price has to uh, change yes. because of the 
cost of uh, fuel, I guess that's the main. So my question here is that all of these are excellent products and you are all very, very intelligent and very successful business people. Is it a level playing field for local businesses versus the Costco's? I can say that. The Amazons <laughs> of the world. Is it a level playing field? No, it's not. <clears throat> the people like Costco and Amazon have products that are so skimmed with preservatives, with you know fillers and stuff like that I mean myself personally I take pride in the fact that I have no fillers no chemicals no nothing <coughs> it's just wholesome ingredients in my rubs so um, you know to try and compete with those dollar values is impossible I can't sell a bottle of spice for three dollars but when you buy that versus my product you see the difference yeah. so um, you know we need that local support we need the consumers, the people that are around us to come to us to see what we are doing, whether it be the crickets, the candies, the chips, spices, no matter what we're selling. Um, our local communities and our, are probably the most important to us because that's where we're getting our start. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we expand. So how important is it to have an event like Manitoba Food Fest? And we probably should have more, right? Correct? Yeah, I think it's very important for us. Our project, our, our product is very fragile. Mm -hmm. And so when you're ordering from people who mass produce it and ship it, then you're getting a lot of product that has been crushed or maybe hasn't had the right amount of dry time because it's so, yeah, so overproduced. And when you buy from someone who's local, they've, you know, handmade this product and treated it with care and it's not being, you know, beaten by the shipping. So you get a, a higher quality product. Yeah. And now I know the whole idea of this product, even getting people to wrap their minds around crickets, but you're a nutritionist, a health advocate. Um, we really need to know and support local businesses like yourself. Yeah, and I think having events like this and where people get to, you know, see the farmer or the producer or the manufacturer um, and just having a conversation is so much more like it, you're connected and they can be more invested and, and even just learning. Like we have lots of people that come by and they don't want to try crickets and that's fine, but we get to have conversations and that makes it fun and, and makes it worth it for us and we love it. Oh, and you probably have the cookies there too and they eat them and yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you said you ate a cricket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Alfred beforehand, we were talking, you were saying that the indigenous women and the Métis women now are making huge strides in entre entrepreneurship and business. Is this something that you want to see more and, and how can we help promote? <coughs> well, I guess the, the, the best part is our is to bring more like trade shows and that to, to Winnipeg <coughs> to help because we all have to meet our buyers. Stores come to the, <coughs> excuse me, to the um, shows and so does the distributors. And you need distribution if you're going to get into the large mm -hmm. um, chains. It's a different, it's a different than, than any here. But you look at there and your prices will have to reflect those, those changes because they require more money to be given away than yourself. But you, in the long run, <coughs> you're going for bulk, you know, um, what's, what's the term? 
You can sell many at a time. Right, right. <coughs> well, and that's why they're called the big box stores, right, because they buy en masse. So we're just going to now kind of do a wrap-up. I want to know one thing that you've learned through this whole journey of Tomahawk. And, I mean, you come from a, a family of business. But for you, Justin, what, what is one thing that you've learned about yourself that you didn't know? Uh, I didn't know I had the drive that I, that I do. Um, you know, running a small business like this and chasing after retailers, a lot of them will look the other way because they're after the bigger markets and after the bigger companies. Um, so to really press on and really challenge yourself to get out there, to converse, to really sell your product and, you know, have people uh, want it, right? So that's probably, I would have to say for me. Oh, that is so true. Sydney? Yeah, for me, um, I moved to Winnipeg as an adult, and so I didn't grow up here. Um, but I've spent so much time, like, at the zoo or at the Forks or at these different spots in Winnipeg, and so seeing my product there really made me so, I'm so proud to be a Winnipegger and to see my product in the city and where I spend all my time. Aww. So it's been really great. Well, and we're so proud of that, too, as well. And Leslie? Um, all the crickets out there. I'm sorry. I'm still <laughs> going to keep on doing all these bad <laughs> jokes. Um, I think I've just learned about myself. Well, so business in general is to never give up and that I can be that person that doesn't give up because um, obviously starting and running a business, there are so, so many hurdles and, and days that you really do just want to throw in the towel. And so I just think that... Um, leaves me with a good feeling inside that I, yeah, that we haven't given up and that we're still trekking on and, and it feels good. Yeah. And I want to show my children that too. Oh, no doubt. And for you, Alfred. What was question? What is one thing? One, I'm, why am I asking you? Because you know everything now. Well, but through just your own little side gigs, tomahawk chips and tomahawk coffee, what have you learned about yourself that you didn't know? Um, well, I learned that... Y you never give up, you know, that, that like Leslie said, you, you, you don't know what it takes until you're pushed. And uh, a lot of people don't like being pushed, but, but the thing is that you learn to push back. That, that's the most thing. You learn, you learn to be strong. You learn to, I don't like talking on t to crowds and I get tongue-tied and stuff like that. So I, I come from a, a fishing community where you have nothing, and you know you have to sell your fish to have money. So that's that's where I come from, much like farming. You know, you're 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 broke most of the time, and you just want to make a, a good living for yourself. You don't really look at, at at the amount of money you're going to make. You look at the contribution that you're making to other people. You know, other young people like the, the people around here. That that you know, I'm glad that you know that. You're here, you know. Oh, yeah. That's what that's what I would like to see. Oh. Well, I want to thank each and every one of you. It's been a really interesting, very interesting conversation. I mean, I went onto your websites and yeah, I looked at nice photos, but when you actually get to meet the people, and that is what makes entrepreneurship and local business number one. So thank you, each and every one of you. All the success and good luck. Now I want to try some crickets. 
<laughs> we are on the beautiful grounds of the St. Norbert Art Center, and I have a longtime friend, Sean, here. Mm -hmm. Sean, it's been so many years, yeah. so many restaurants, and now beautiful times here. Let's talk about your partnership now with St. Norbert Art Center. Yeah, Fort Catering, uh, we started here uh, when uh, for there was closure at Fort Gibraltar, and uh, yeah, we're doing events here. Uh, we have MB Food Fest coming up. We have uh, uh, weddings and events and uh, tour groups, and they're all here at this beautiful venue just, just outside the perimeter. Okay, so we're here to chat, though, about MB, or Manitoba Food Fest, coming up September 17th. How are you going to use all of this wealth of beauty? Yeah, it's an indoor-outdoor event with 60 vendors, so we're utilizing the inside gallery area for a dessert showcase, showcasing local dessert makers. And then we have a, we have a craft brewers, we have a private wine store, we have uh, local uh, beers uh, and different things that we're going to be sampling, as well as food samples from all the different people who make your food uh, and bring it to you, and all local Manitoba product. Okay, so right along this beautiful walkway here, mm -hmm. Why, in your opinion, Sean, is an event like this so important for our city? Well, I mean, there's so many great people doing great things. And the, the, the question is, is you hear about something or see it on social media, but to actually meet them and to put the food in your mouth and taste them and sample their, their portfolio, uh, it just opens up a huge opportunity. It's very hard for these people to compete on a larger market. But, uh, you know, uh, even owning restaurants and being in the food industry, uh, you don't always get a chance to try these things. So selfishly, we, you know, uh, we wanted to showcase these things so we could try try these products but then also to support them and and, uh, and, uh, and and showcase what they do okay so for tickets where can people go people can go to mbfoodfest.ca uh, and click the link and we're selling tickets through Eventbrite so you can just choose the two different time frames uh, we, we've divided into two slots so everyone can get a lot of really good one-on-one -one time with the different vendors and yeah tickets can be available online and so that is so important, two time slots. I believe one at 12.30 and then one at 3.30. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just so they can have time to talk, and I think that's so important you'd mentioned. It is, because that's all part of it, it not only tasting the food and meeting them, but also to have uh, uh, you know minimal lineups. Uh, we did this with Beer Fest uh, after, uh, during COVID, and it just divided everything up uh, nicely. And less lines, you'd be able to spend more time and, and connect with the, the people to make your food. Well, I'm so happy that you're here. This is going to be such a wonderful event on a Sunday, September 17th, and we all need something to look forward to. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you. I would like to give a very special thank you to all of our guests on today's show. And don't forget, folks, it is MB Food Fest, Manitoba Food Fest, coming up on Sunday, September 17th, and you can go to the website, and that's mbfoodfest.ca. I'll see you next time on Hugh at Home. Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This is before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. 
I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.